Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The Fantasy Football Insider on WBXI Now. Brought to you by Cal U. And welcome to the Fantasy Football Insider. I'm Jenna Harner, joined virtually by Chris Carter. Chris, we're back on Zoom. I feel like we've gotten so used to Zoom at this point that we are just in it. So we're talking fantasy football. We got a whole lot to talk about. Let's dive right in. We're starting off with hot or not. Lots of players that people should keep their eyes on and also some that maybe have dropped off a little bit. Why don't you kick us off? Well, of course, we, Jenna, thanks for also the great introduction, by the way. It does feel like, it's weird to say, it feels like old times that we're back on Zoom <laughs> when we just started getting on Zoom. It's a crazy thing. But the hottest quarterbacks this week that no one w- w- really saw coming uh, were Ryan Fitzpatrick going off against the 49ers. And yes, we know the 49ers are hurt, but 22 c- completions on 28 attempts for 350 yards and three touchdowns with no interceptions. I said that he that you should have picked him up last week, but even I think that that's a little over the top, Jenna. And then also you had the rookie, Justin Herbert, on Sunday night football, lighting up the Saints for 20 completions on 34 attempts, 264 yards, but get this, Jenna, four touchdowns we were talking about this on the locked on Steelers podcast but I was feeling like I don't know about these chargers they really came to play they were one play away from making it happen but Justin Herbert and Ryan Fitzpatrick both add themselves to that to, to being red hot after this week and Justin Herbert has been someone again a lot of questions about rookies kind of coming into the NFL this year how they were going to adjust how they were going to adapt he has been a fun quarterback to watch and he has been somebody that's been making such a splash I mean again on Monday Night Football when you come in a lot of there's a lot of jitters a lot of butterflies especially he was going up against Drew Brees and the Saints defense and what he's able to do he is going to be someone I know a lot of people have been looking to pick up you know you hear the whispers around people talking in fantasy football kind of in general um who else do you kind of have your eye on here in terms of maybe not so hot right now. Well, in the quarterback position, two guys that I'm immediately – one guy especially, Jimmy Garoppolo, seven completions, 17 attempts, 77 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. He got benched for C.J. Beathard, the Iowa guy. That's a really bad sign. Jimmy Garoppolo might get back in there for the Niners at some point, but uh, the fact that he's playing this poorly – and I know, again, that the Niners are hurt up a lot of different places, but he has to be – the guy with the money that they paid him. And Matt Ryan at the quarterback position, 21 of 37, 226 yards, zero touchdowns and a pick. Uh, Really disappointing considering the weapons that he has around him. And as someone who played Jimmy Garoppolo this week as a last-ditch option, (laughs) I can tell you it was not a good decision on my part at all. Hey, I mean, sometimes it's a hard point, but if you had had listened to me on the show, I would have told you who to pick up last week, Jenna. I know, I know. I did myself a disservice to this one. Oh, man. Well, let's switch to some more offense here in terms of who's hot, looking at running backs, looking at receivers. I know when it comes to at least receivers, Steelers fans, 
there's somebody that, especially after this past weekend, a lot of people eyes are lighting up and they ran to the waiver wires. Yeah, we'll talk about that waiver wire in a second. But Chase Claypool, we just have to acknowledge, he was the number one receiver in fantasy football this week, Jenna. He went seven completions on 11 targets for 110 yards, three receiving touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown. The fact that he was included this much into the offense should be, if you've been stashing him on your bench for so long, Jenna, this means that you should be really exciting to just pump them up. I got so many tweets from people saying, uh, hit me up, say, at Carter Critiques, hey, I benched Chase Claypool. I'm a moron. Like, no, you aren't a moron, but now you know that he can do this. And now you do have to consider putting Chase Claypool up in that flex option or that wide receiver two option each week because if he can go off for this much with Ben Roethlisberger, that's crazy. But right along, right along with that was Mike, was, was Mike Williams for the Chargers. He caught a bulk of what happened uh, for, for Justin Herbert, uh, especially when Keenan Allen went out. Uh, five catches on eight targets for 109 yards and two touchdowns. Um, and then at the running back position, Todd Gurley getting back in it, 121 yards on the ground and a touchdown along with four catches for 29 yards. Um, and Mike Davis, a guy I told you to pick up in, in, on the waiver wire weeks ago, He's doing it for the Panthers, 16 carries for 89 yards, but Teddy Bridgewater loves to throw to this man. He got nine catches on 10 targets for a running back for 60 yards and a touchdown. Huge numbers for a running back, especially if you're starting him as your second or your flex option. Now let's go to the other side of things when it comes to guys on offense that might not be so hot people to probably drop or at least to look for more options here. Who do you have? Well, two main guys uh, that, that really you wouldn't be too worried about if they didn't produce too low, like James Robinson and DJ Chark, both of the Jaguars. Robinson, of course, the running back, only at 48 yards of the ground, 22 in the air. You're, people are hoping that they could find some consistency there. But uh, DJ Chark also, who had a really hot week uh, last week, this week, though, didn't do so hot, only three catches for 16 yards. But the two guys that were really surprising – Clyde Edwards Hilaire didn't get going for the Chiefs against the Raiders. You'd think that they'd try to work him in a little bit more. He had 10 carries, but only for 40 yards. And he was targeted eight times, but only had three catches for, for another 40 yards. That's not the numbers that you hope, because a lot of people picked him in the first round, hoping he would be a superstar. Uh, and he started red hot on the season opener this year. So that was, a, that was a red flag for some people. But the other disappointing number was Justin Jefferson, the rookie re uh, receiver for the Vikings. In a week where we saw some good plays by the Vikings against the Seahawks, um, he only had three catches for, or on five targets for 23 yards and no touchdowns. That's alarming for some people who were thinking like, man, you were hoping that he could be a consistent factor with how athletic that he is. Yeah, he was someone, too, I know a lot of people have their eye on. I mean, that game in itself was kind of a good test for Minnesota to kind of stack up. Yes, Seattle's defense is a little bit hurt. Obviously, matchups are matchups. But at the same time, you know, does cause a little bit of worry in that sense. Um, you want, Let's go to the tight end position, too, because I see you have some listed here. I, I, I get one of your knots, but I'm a little surprised. Why don't we start with the hots, and then we'll go to the knots. Well, the hots are Darren Fells. Uh, he, had two, he only had two targets, but he caught both of them for 57 yards and a touchdown. He's looking like a security blanket for Deshaun Watson. If you're a team that doesn't have one of those top-tier tight ends and you're floating between guys, Fells is like a safety guy. He'd be the kind of guy that's like, hey, you know, my, my number one guy is out. I could put him as my number two tight end in just, just for a week. I'd keep him my eye on him for that. Jared Cook, similar department for the Saints. Uh, two catches on three targets for 52 yards and a touchdown. Um, I looked at that, and I and, and it's like it's, again, it's those touchdowns. It's finding them in the red zone for these quarter for these good quarterbacks. That's where you're finding your value here at tight end. And then when it comes to not Zach Ertz, 
Let me, I mean, as Steelers fans, we can under, or Steelers, as people who cover the Steelers, I should say, we understand a little bit as to why, but break that down a little bit for us. Well, so the thing is that Zach Ertz was in a contract dispute with the Eagles earlier in the year, and people were wondering if there'd be some tremors there. Well, against the 49ers, he had nine receiving yards nine and he's he's a pro bowl tight end he's been a focus of the offense for all of Carson Wentz's tenure with the team and now this week he only had six yards that's alarming and to me that's a huge sign that I'm not saying drop him from your team but if you had another a a number two tight end option you might try to start considering that moving forward because uh, that's back-to-back weeks with single digits in the receiving yards category that's not acceptable from a tight end that you probably spent a, uh, a fifth or a sixth or a seventh round pick on so that some people did for Ertz. The other tight end that wasn't hot, Hayden Hurst, uh, hasn't been working out for the Falcons. Uh, two catches on six targets for eight yards. Just a rough time for two big names. Definitely a rough time for sure. Well, be sure to stick with us on the Fantasy Football Insider, sponsored by Cal U. Coming up after the break, we're talking the waiver wire. Stick with us. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Insider, sponsored by Cal U. I'm Jenna Harner, joined by Chris Carter from our partners at DKPittsburghSports.com. Chris, we've moved to the waiver wire. There we go. I'm just getting excited here. I'm excited to look forward to who people are looking to pick up. I know, obviously, this week is a little bit different with the fact that we're having games all the way being played on Tuesday. Have at it. Who should people be looking to pick up? Two quarterbacks to keep on your list right now. If you're one of those quarterback leagues, some some people do those two quarterback leagues, Jenna. Well, Andy Dalton, because of Dak Prescott's injury, he's going to be the Cowboys guy for the rest of the season. And Andy Dalton, you might be thinking, oh my gosh, why would I pick Andy Dalton? I saw him with the Bengals. But guess what? He's in an offense with Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and CeeDee Lamb. That's four weapons that he can target at any point in time that can break loose for big plays. If nothing else, Andy Dalton could at least get you probably two touchdowns a week. That'll be a good for a number two spot at the, at the quarterback position. Um, if you if you flip between quarterbacks because you didn't invest that high into them, he's a good pickup. And as a last-ditch effort, if you're like Jenna and you have to start Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo sometimes, um, <laughs> you can go for C.J. Beathard, who, backed, who, who took over for Jimmy Garoppolo. Again, not as a, as a serious, like, hey, he's going to become a starter option, but sometimes you need that desperate quarterback option. And Beathard, when he's, when he's shown at times that he can be a decent game-managing quarterback, and sometimes a game manager like we've seen with Ryan Fitzpatrick can lead to some multi-touchdown games. I'd stash him on on my bench and just leave him there until I might absolutely need him. Let's move on to the running back position because I know some people are content with some of their guys, but you always have those couple or two players that aren't really panning out for you and people are looking to kind of add that position, even add a flex and especially too as bye weeks are starting to come up. Absolutely. And this is a repeat one, Jenna. I said this last week and I'm reminding all of you listeners now and viewers now, Chase Edmonds, get him. He's, he's, he's Kenyon Drake's backup for the Cardinals. He's a very good receiving option, and he's fitting in well with what they're doing. He had three carries for 36 yards and a touchdown over the weekend. He was targeted six times, caught five passes for 56 yards. Those are really good numbers for a flex option at the running back position. And if he and we know how Kyler Murray likes to dink and dunk on people, and he likes to hit his running backs out the backfield. Edmonds is really fitting in well. He did really well some weeks last year, and it seems like he's, he's looking good this year. I'd certainly stash him on my bench. 
Dalvin Cook for the Vikings also suffered an injury. That led to the rise of Alexander Madison. He had 112 rushing yards and 24 receiving yards. If Whether or not Cook can go is going to be a big sign of this. But now that you know that Cook's got some problems, bring in Madison, stash him on your bench, see the status of Cook, and who knows, if you need that extra option at running back or you're not sure what's going on, he, he looked like he was really sharp behind that Vikings offensive line at times, and they were opening up some really good holes for him. I'd certainly consider putting him on my list right there. Now when it comes to the wide receiver position, if Steelers fans or Eagles fans were paying attention to the game in any semblance last week, you know who you're going to say here for the two guys that people absolutely should be looking to pick up. Absolutely. Chase Claypool, Travis Fulgham. It, it, there's no doubt about it. Claypool, I already went over his numbers. You know how good he was. If if he's on your bench, or if, he, if, if he's a free agent in your, in your league, you have to claim the waiver wire right now because yep. he will be gone after this week. There's no more time for this. This is the last chance you have to pick up on Chase Claypool. I've talked about him every week that we've been on this show. You better get him. But Travis Fulgham, I thought maybe – the, his week against the Niners, because he put up some decent numbers against them. I thought that that might be an aberration, just one time, one hit wonder. But him doing it to the Steelers, he caught 10 passes on 13 targets for 152 yards and a touchdown. That's showing like, hey, he might become a guy a, a, a guy for the, for the Eagles. And if he is, that's worth stashing on your bench, saving him for a rainy day and putting him up. Who knows? You might even try to ride the hot hand this week. Both of them absolutely there. But one more receiver that you got to put on the list, Jenna, Preston Williams of the Dolphins, five, five targets, four catches, 80 yards, and a touchdown. As Ryan Fitzpatrick is making plays, Preston Williams is able to step up for him. I was going to say, you're just saying that Fitz magic is getting hot. So, of course, you want to pick up a guy that he's going to look to target and look to target a decent amount. Now let's go to tight end. You got a couple guys here. Break them down a little bit. Who are these guys and why people should be picking them up? Yeah, Gerald Everett, the tight end position for the Rams is weird. Tyler Higby one moment, Gerald Everett the next, but he caught four passes on four targets, 90 yards. That's pretty good. I, I like I like the, the what he was doing there. And we saw this last year. Everett stepped up, stepped up at times. The thing is, is that it's tough for the Rams sometimes because you gotta figure out who's their main guy at tight end. But that's the thing. When you're at the tight end position and you're picking from the waiver wire, you're not looking to get a superstar. Looking to got to fill in temporarily. That's whoever it is. If you're if you're wondering what's going on at your tight end position, Pick up Everett. See if he can. You can get a hot hand with him there. Um, the other guy, Irv Smith. You know, decent job. Decent job this past week. Five targets, four catches, sixty-four yards. You know, someone that he's an athletic tight end. He needs to develop more experience in the NFL. But I like what he's bringing to the table, and I think that he's going to be able to be um, an, an asset moving forward. Another guy you stash on your bench. Well, Chris. Next up, we're talking Steelers, strictly Steelers. I know a lot of Steelers fans excited to hear what you have to say in terms of who's exciting to watch. Obviously, lots of excitement. Who's hot? Who's not on the Steelers in particular and why you should not shouldn't be playing or keeping some of the ones on your bench if you do have them in your lineup. Stick with us. That's coming up next on the Fantasy Football Insider, sponsored by CalU. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Insider, sponsored by Cal U. I'm joined by Chris Carter from our partners at DKPittsburghSports.com. And Chris, let's talk strictly Steelers here when it comes to fantasy. I know 
everybody usually sometimes tries to rely on Ben Roethlisberger as that backup quarterback. You know, when a guy maybe like Patrick Mahomes, somebody has a bye week, you look to put Ben Roethlisberger in your lineup. Is that the role he should be in? Right now, he's looking like it, Jenna. This guy has 10 touchdowns through four games. That's, that, that's all, you know, that, that's all, that's more than two a game. He's, he's, been, he's been on a really good pace. He's efficient. Now, here's the thing. Again, if you got, if you got Aaron Rodgers, if you got Josh Allen, if you got Russell Wilson or, or Patrick Mahomes, you don't need Ben Roethlisberger. But if, you're, if you picked Jimmy Garoppolo or if you have Drew Brees the way that he's playing right now or Gardner Minshew, Ben Roethlisberger is right up there in that, that second tier of fantasy quarterbacks right now just because he's efficient. He's scoring in the red zone. He's finding big plays to happen, and he's delivering. And he's not turning the ball over and costing you those two points with those interceptions like he has in years past. That's worth something. And when you look at how this is already started, he's, he's already talking about how he needs to be better. He needs to be more accurate. He, need, he wants to work on his deep ball a little bit more. That should be frightening to a, to a lot of people out there, a lot of defenses. And the Steelers have some bad defenses lined up for them in, in the near future. They, you know, we, we saw what they were able to do to the Eagles. They still get to play Washington. They still get to play Dallas. They still get to play the Bengals. There's a lot of teams that Ben Roethlisberger could, could, could really light up. And let's remind everyone, they're playing the Browns this week. Now, the Browns defense has been better this year. They lead the league in, t- in turnovers. But they're a, a, a turnover-dependent team. And we'll get into that more in the uh, in, in in the um, the start and sit segment. But Ben Roethlisberger right now on fire as far as an efficiency standpoint, and someone that you can value as a decent quarterback to fill in with. You don't have a superstar. And the fact that he only has one interception through the season so far is definitely really commendable. And again, you don't want those two points. So that's something he's proven that consistency, at least through the first four games of the season. Let's talk running backs, James Conner, Benny Snell, Anthony McFarland. How are we feeling about these guys? Well, well, James Conner has now, he didn't put up a whole bunch of numbers in this last game. I think he had only 45 yards or so, but he had three, he's now had three straight games with touchdowns. And everyone was, was counting him out after the Giants game when he was injured. And Benny Snell came in, and he ran for 100 yards. But James Conner came in after that, ran two straight 100-yard games. Didn't get that in this game, but he did get in the end zone in the red zone. And that was a sign to me that it's like, hey, you know what? They still feel comfortable giving him the ball in close situations. Benny Snell was in there, but you saw it when, when, when Conner got that red zone touch. If you're a Benny Snell owner and you were starting him out of desperation, that really hurts you because – you, you would expect Benny Snell to be the guy in the red zone, getting the, getting the goal line opportunities, plug, plugging it in with, you know, from, from the one. And they're comfortable with Connor doing that. That would mean that he's – I'd feel comfortable starting him as an RB2 or a flex option uh, moving forward until, he, you know, until he, he faces any other challenges, if he faces a top rushing defense, or if, uh, or if, or he, if, if he gets hurt again. We hope that doesn't happen. But, uh, but right now – they're finding ways to include him in the game. And I think that's only going to continue as that goes on. Anthony McFarlane, not as many opportunities, but I think the Steelers are going to try to work more, more opportunities into him um, because we've seen how Randy Feetner's offense, they like to work the ball in these jet sweeps and different options. I think they're going to try to find ways to work Anthony McFarlane's speed more into their game. Let's move to the receiving core. Obviously, we've talked about Chase Claypool. He's someone absolutely people should be picking up and should be playing because he's earned Ben Roethlisberger's trust, something that I don't know, I guess a lot of people might not have anticipated he would do this early. And again, from what we were able to see Sunday against the Eagles, this kid is really good. I mean, he was on fire, Jen. And 
and it wasn't just the deep ball. It was it was crossing patterns. It was it was slant patterns. It was drag patterns. It was slapping down the hands of Darius Slay, one of the best cornerbacks in the league. And when Darius Slay couldn't handcuff this guy, that was a warning sign to everyone else out there. You better treat Chase Claypool with some seriousness. And the fact that he got 11 targets in this game and a close game that was you know coming down to the wire. That shows that Ben Roethlisberger, he's not just hes not just blowing smoke when he's talking about trust in Chase Claypool. He really means it. So, absolutely, at this point, Chase Claypool, if, if, you, need, if you don't have other two, you know, two other huge name receivers on your roster, you may want to consider starting him just to see how he does in this next game against the Browns um, and, see, and see what happens there. Um, but at least, you know, have him around, think about it, because if he's riding a hot hand, uh, Ben Roethlisberger might go back to him. But it's worthy of note, that the Steelers have had a different person leading their team in receiving yards every game this season. It's been Deontay Johnson. It's been Juju Smith-Schuster. It's been James Conner and Eric Ebron. Now it's been Chase Claypool. It moves around. So maybe it won't be Claypool this week, but that might be something that you would be, might, should, you know, could be willing to gamble on because even if he gets a touchdown, that's huge points. Absolutely. It just shows how deep this Steelers offense really is something that was a big theme kind of throughout the beginning of the season here and now leading into the second quarter of the year. Well, be sure to stick with us on the Fantasy Football Insider sponsored by Cal U. Coming up next, we're doing Stardom and Sidem. Join us next. And welcome back to the Fantasy Football Insider, sponsored by Cal U. Chris, it's time for stardom, sit em. Let's start with quarterback. Who are you starting? Who are you sitting? Why? Two, two people I'm starting this week, Kirk Cousins against the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are the worst defense in the league right now when it comes to stopping quarterbacks. Their secondary is banged up. They're dealing with a lot of problems. They might, they, you know, they, they, they might, they might be getting a lot of new people in there anyways. Kirk Cousins had a, did a decent enough job against the Seahawks last week, I'm putting him in. And Steelers fans, get ready. Ben Roethlisberger is a go this week. You want to start him. He's at home. He's against the Browns. The Browns have only be, have never beaten him at, at Heinz Field. That's probably going to continue th- this week, in my opinion. But the Browns are also 26th against quarterbacks. They're high on interceptions. This is going to be the un- unmovable object meets the unstoppable force because – this is going to be a team, a quarterback that hasn't turned the ball over this year, meaning a team that, that needs to get turnovers. If the Browns don't get turnovers, could be a lot of problems for them. As far as people I'd sit this week, Joe Burrow against the Colts. The Colts are still the number one defense in facing quarterbacks in fantasy this year. And then two quarterbacks that are playing each other, Nick Foles for the Bears and Teddy Bridgewater for the Cardinals. I know I've been big on Teddy Bridgewater, and he's done a great job the last two weeks. But the Panthers are our third against quarterbacks, and the Bears are second. I'm staying away from that game when it comes to fantasy, unless we're talking Mike Davis. And the Bears also, just I want to say a little bit of a question mark for me. Are they good? We can touch that another time. We can talk about that at a different time. Uh, On the running back side of things, who are you starting, who are you sitting? Well, I'm going right back to that game I just left. And I said I'm I'm staying out of the passing game, but David Montgomery – for the Bears, is up against the Panthers. They're one of the best at stopping quarterbacks, but they're one of the worst at stopping – the, they're the worst at starting, stopping running backs in fantasy. I would definitely give David Montgomery a start this week. Miles Gaskin, running back for the Dolphins, is up against the Jets. First of all, general rule, if you're playing the Jets, start them. The Jets stink. And they're 30th at start stopping running backs in the league this year. Guys, I would sit, though. I'd sit the entire Rams backfield. They're about to play the Niners. The Niners are number two, even with all their injuries. 
They're, they're number two against running backs. That means Daryl Henderson, Malcolm Brown, Cam Akers, who had a really good week this week. Uh, all of them, I'm sitting them against the Niners. They're not, you know, I'd look for other options. Other guy I'd, I'd sit that normally I wouldn't is Melvin Gordon for the Broncos. He's going up against the Patriots, and the Patriots, they're sixth against stopping running backs and knowing what, what all the injuries are to the passing game for the Broncos, they're going to take away Noah Fant and they're going to take away Melvin Gordon for that Bill Belichick defense. I see that as a problem. When it comes to wide receivers, there's a theme here. We've been talking about this guy all show, Chase Claypool. Do we need to say anything more? Well, I mean- and really, we don't, but we just know this. The Browns, they're 26 against quarterbacks. They're 30th against wide receivers. They've been getting shredded this year. Um, and you look at Denzel Ward, who's been the, the team's best cornerback. He's probably going to line up on Juju Smith-Schuster. And if Deontay Johnson's back, he's another guy. I can see Chase Claypool getting a lot of mismatches. And the Browns are hurt up in the middle of their defense. If the Steelers use Claypool in the middle of the field, it could be a nightmare for the Browns, which is another advantage I think they have. Another guy I'm starting, Calvin Ridley at, at the Vikings. Vikings, 29th against stopping receivers. That's going, that's going to be a tough time. I really think that that could be a shootout because I said the Falcons' defense stinks. The Vikings' defense is hurt up as well. That's going to be a shootout. As far as receivers, I talked about the, uh, you know, the stop, stop the, don't start the Rams running backs against the Niners. In the, on the flip side, don't start the Rams, or the, the Niners receivers against the Rams. The Rams are the number one stop, you know, team against stopping right receivers in fantasy. That's Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, sit them both. And if Beathard starts this week, he's going up against Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. Leave him alone. Another guy, Robbie Anderson with the Panthers. He's facing the, the, the Bears. Number two at stopping receivers. Stay away from it. Let's transition to tight end. And this is a guy that if you are potentially a Penn State fan, you might know his name. But again, we're starting people against the Jets because it's the Jets. Absolutely. It's Mike Kosicki for the Dolphins. He, he's, uh, the, the, the Jets are 21st at stopping tight ends. I'm going right there. Eric, Ebra, Eric Ingram for the, for the Giants. He was bad last week. He's not been good all, all, all year. But the Giants need an answer, and they're going up against the, uh, the Washington football team. They're 30th at stopping tight ends. I'm, I'm, I'd give him a shot if I had nobody else, but he, uh, he's one of those guys I would look at the drop. But like I said earlier, I wouldn't start Noah Fant against the Patriots. I think they're going to blanket him in double coverage and force uh, their quarterbacks to beat, beat them at the wide receiver position. And I'd, I wouldn't start either of the Rams tight ends against the Niners defense. They've been ninth at stopping tight ends this year. Well, Chris, I'm going to go adjust my lineups as soon as we are finished with this taping because I need some adjustments to make. I did pick up Chase Claypool, though, so I would like to say this is hopefully going to be a good week in fantasy football. Well, thanks so much for joining us on the Fantasy Football Insider, sponsored by Cal U. For Chris Carter, I'm Jenna Harner, and for the entire Channel 11 sports team, have a good one.